I'm Behumit. And I'm Jesse. Welcome to the monologues. Take, Take two. two. This time on the monologues, we have Raji, an ancient epic from Nodding Heads Games and Incarnation from Four Hands Brewing Co. and an episode full of firsts. So <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it. Yeah. Yes. Full of first. Well, let's start by getting that drink cracked open, sir. All right. Man, this doesn't feel familiar at all, does it? <laughs> Let me just. Oh, yeah. All Everybody right. Just thinking, oh, they're drinking the can. They're opening the can again. That's normal. Oh, no. This is the second time these cans are running down this glass. So I said it's an episode full of first. And what I mean by first is this is our second time doing this. And this is the first time we've ever had to actually do a second take. It is. So it's full of first for first, second takes. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to point out that like 99% of the time, maybe almost on probably on a hundred percent of the time that when there is an issue, it is always my fault. <laughs> this time is no different. Uh, things happen. Always things happen. So yeah, just adapt, overcome, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm still here. <laughs> Undying, unquitting, still, still pressing on. Taking the heat for this crap, but all right, no. So we did, uh, yeah, like you said, we did the Raji on Switch and Ancient Epic. And before we even get into this, we're kind of repeating ourselves a little bit from yesterday. I would like to say that this is going to be full of names or some content we're not familiar to. And I think that's really awesome that we're breaking into some Indian mythology. Uh, as the name kind of shows, I think everybody could kind of gather that. Um, yeah, I. Let's get into the storyline. Yeah. So this is a game that is based inside of uh, Hindu and Balinese mythology. The story conveys all of that. And it's actually told by two, I guess, uh, uh, Hindu devas. So that's how you're narrated throughout the entire story. It's, it's actually pretty interesting. The way they do the story, it, it, the, the whole game is based around the storytelling aspect of the game. That carries this game entirely. It's it's a really interesting, not only because of the way they do the story, but because the story itself is not something that um, most audiences are used to hearing. Uh, despite you know the size of the Indian population in the world, this story is not common. No, their whole their whole mythology. I mean, I think the only time I've really seen those names or some of this implemented is in the Final Fantasy games, you see. And we talked about this. So yeah, they have uh, Shiva is one of the demigods or gods they talk about. And I've always pronounced it Shiva from Final Fantasy games. Shiva is also a, a dude, also portrayed as a woman in Final Fantasy games. But there's several different things we come across. And so in narration, like you said, there's these kind of uh, demigods and they're talking and they're not even talking necessarily to you at all. They're having a conversation as you play Raji, this young female street performer who the beginning of the game starts out your younger brother's kind of taken away and you're in pursuit to try to get him back and these demigods are just discussing if you're going if you're up for the task not only of retrieving your brother but in a sense to uh stop the what they call that the deva heavens the kind of like the demon gates opening up is what i got gathered from it yeah it's the gate to the uh, deva heavens being opened up by the uh i guess the demon lord or the uh it's the the most powerful mystic ever uh the the demon lord uh, Ma uh mahabalasura yeah mahabalasura 
Correct. And I actually, I uh, practiced that a few times just, just to try to make sure I got that down. And before we gloss over this, because typically we do just break open the drink. It's our first time it's organic. So we take a drink and we usually talk about it. We kind of glossed over that. So there's a couple of things I did want to bring up. It is fruity. It smells very fruity, which IPAs are kind of known for. That's a very juicy, fruity IPA. It does taste good. I actually weirdly think it tastes better today than it did yesterday. I think there was just some kind of weird funk yesterday in the air. That was not supposed to happen. Uh, but one, something we have not touched into is, you know, we we kind of bring up packages and uh, different things. One thing I've already liked before we, you know, we'll get back to the game pretty quick, but I like that the can looks kind of like that stained glass churchy kind of like look, you know, but it's got the little hops deals around it. Yeah. That is a very cool looking can. And they also, something I noticed is they put on the side of the can what you should pair with their beer. So they, they, I noticed that from their website, actually. If you look at all right. of their beers, they have food pairings. And I like that. That is super cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So this one in particular, they say it goes with spicy uh, pad thai, uh, grilled ribeye, sh- uh, sharp cheddar, or carrot cake. So surprisingly, <laughs> this would go with like carrot cake as well as. A spicy pad thai, so kind of a different ends of the uh, palate spectrum there. It makes me want to try that food with it. I don't even know why. It sounds good while I'm drinking this. I don't know why that is. I'm up for a grilled ribeye whenever you want. So, <laughs> dude, especially if you're cooking them, which I don't even know if I told you in Colorado, I kind of relived that, dude. And they came out good. They came out really good. Bailey said they were like the best uh, steaks I probably ever have made, which I've made some good ones. Like she's never really complained. Mm-hmm. So nice. just by the way, I never did bring that. I never did tell you that. No, no. Awesome. That's great. All right. Well, so, so anyway, so you're, you're, um, this young woman and I love that the protagonist, the main character is a female. I think that's actually really cool. So you're trying to get your brother back. Golu. Is that my saying that right? Yeah. Golu. Yeah. Golu. There's so there is some strange names and that's not to, uh, you know, maybe just being dumb Americans. We just can't pronounce stuff, right? I'm not sure, but there are some unique names in this for sure. And as you were talking about the storyline being told that kind of carries this game so well, it's not just in one, uh, what would you say, like one avenue. There's storyline in several different forms. So you've got these demigods narrating for you as you're, you're going along. And it's an action adventure kind of underneath the hack and slash title a little bit as well. Yeah. Because you are kind of battling with weapons and we'll get into that too. But so the storyline comes from the narration, but it also comes from the visuals, great visuals. The graphics are pretty solid for Switch, I feel like. And also in these little, the puzzles you solve, Mm -hmm. you know, and then some of like the memories she kind of has. And some of those memories are portrayed in these puzzles you solve that make a picture. All of it was done really well. The storyline of this is is really uh, refreshing, I guess you could say almost, because it is so unique. And I, I know I always overuse that word, but it's like, it is, it's organic, it's fresh. It's kind of like a new storyline. Like I said, I mean, it's just because that story, I mean, despite it having been around for so many years, I mean, this is uh, ancient civilizations, you know, that they're talking about that just because it is not conveyed inside of modern culture, um, that's the reason why it seems so fresh and so new, despite, you know, 1.4 billion people being (laughs) all around this whole mythology um and that's where the the whole storyline is steeped inside of is is this mythology um so it being you know that it's just it's new to us but it's not it's not a new definitely not new which i mean arguably it's probably one of the oldest civilizations to exist i mean demographically if you look at the how condensed the population is there there's a good chance it's probably one of the oldest for sure and they even say on their website that this was uh they wanted to try to get 
into the game making. They wanted to get on the map. And this game received like 30 accolades and all kinds of awesome stuff, you know, that was just saying how good it was. So that, I mean, I think that stands out. I'm glad to see them break out into the, the gaming world for sure. I would expect we'll see more of this, maybe not even just from this Nodding Head Games company, but maybe more now we'll get out there and try to produce something. Yeah, definitely. So let's jump back to like the very beginning. So when you start out, like you first learned that Raji and her little brother Golu are orphans and they're performing in a street carnival. And kind of the way that you start is you are first kind of learning about them uh, and you see Golu performing his little puppet shows um, that depict what is the kind of foreshadow what happens later on, right? And how he is maybe tied to the end of what of what happens. Uh, he's tied to Mahabalasura in the end uh, in opening the the Deva Gates, and they use that same puppet show, that same stick puppet, uh, stick paper puppet show throughout the entire storyline too to convey different. Like instead of having cutscenes, this is the way they convey the different um, different scenes, stories. Yeah, yeah they're they're their cutscenes basically is they give you a, a puppet show like like you would see like you would have seen seen in the medieval times back there. Yeah, and so this is going to be a hard segue into what I'm about to say <laughs> based off that just because we did miss, and I think we actually missed this last time. So if you haven't, follow us on Facebook <laughs> on the, the Monologues page or on Instagram at the, uh, the Monologues, right? Yeah. I think I said that right. It could be messed up. That's fine. It's been one of those weeks, I think. Uh, and the other, <laughs> yeah, you're laughing. It has been brutal. And then the other thing I'd like to say is if before we move on, there's going to be some spoilers. This is a newer game. Super sorry if we've already kind of spoiled and you didn't want it to. So if it's, if you need to, you know, retreat now until you've played the game, that is also fine because there's going to be some spoilers as well. I can already tell we're going to move forward with the storyline that we both beat, which is a new thing for us. We both actually beat this game in our little uh, two week span that we had to play with it. Again, mostly for me, I, I wasn't as shocked. It was a shorter game. I wasn't as shocked for me as much because it conveniently worked out. I took a trip to Colorado, had a 10, 11 hour ride in the car one way. And so I had plenty of time to play this on Switch. It, it worked out. Maybe the guy that's planning the game pairing and stuff worked this out on purpose. I, I don't know, but <laughs> it did work out perfectly for me. That's for sure. But you also beat it. So that's definitely yeah. not a long game. No, no. It should take about six hours to beat the whole uh, storyline is what I've read from other people. Is It's about a six hour game total. Yeah, I managed to to beat it as well. Again, like I said, it's another big first for us here, you know, uh, that both of us managed to complete the actual full game within the demo period. So pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Which, you know, I don't, there's some games are, you know, like Spellbreak and stuff that we, we weren't going to be able to beat them or Chroma. You know, both those are unbeatable, but we also tend to pick bigger games. And I think just even with our lifestyles to beat a game in two weeks is going to be rough for us. This will yeah. probably be not something that happens very often. I don't know. We will see what the future holds for sure. Yeah. I'm looking forward to next week and seeing how, how that works out, you know, Oh, on the next game. Yeah. That's, that's a, we'll get into that at the end of this, but that's a totally different uh, Avenue. We've not taken, I'm nah. not taken. Right. So anyway, the game type, we kind of talked about that action adventure hack and slash. So you get, as you're Raji moving forward, these demons are kind of, uh, you know, coming out of the woodworks, whatever you can run into them. And so the, the demigods kind of, present you with weapons and also their aura. And there's three different auras you can kind of use on, and you can choose which weapon gets them. And then each weapon and aura has three different, uh, what would you call like abilities you could put, you can put these orbs into to up the chance that that's going to trigger. 
And so you get right off, right at the beginning, you get that Trishul, that like spear, which was one of my favorites right at the beginning. That's your first weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, is that, I believe that's uh Vishnu's. No, that's tied to, um, is that Durga's? Durga's? Yes, yeah, that is tied Durga's, to Durga. Right. Vishnu's is the second one you get, which is like this badass bow. Yes. Uh, and then the third one you get, and I can't remember the name of it, is a sword and shield, which was actually probably my favorite out of, I probably used it the most of all of them. Yeah. Mostly for the block. I did like that little like glowing orb shield it put around you. For sure. And me being a tank and everything else, that's that, that, definitely yeah. what I went towards. Right. So. Exactly. Why, you know, and we, you know, and I throw those out that actually play games and then listen to this and, you know, we, there might be four of you. I don't really know how many there is, but. You know, we tend to play when we do play in a game with a choice, both of us tend to play a support type. The ones that people don't want to play, we do do tend to lean towards tank and healing. Yeah. More so than anything. And we, you know, and everybody seems to be after the damage class. But no, I really enjoyed the sword and shield. And your fourth weapon you don't get to imbue or do any of the orb stuff with, but it's like a disc thing that's bound to you. Yeah, it's called a chakra. So it's actually a weapon. Like um, so you can actually make them they're circular weapons, they're a fist weapon. But this one is a, a shock. It's a chakra that's bound to you. And for this one, it actually works so, such that you can throw it out. And from there, it's kind of bound to the movement of your controller. So like the left joystick, however you move that, it just goes in that direction. So it makes uh, moving it towards enemies very intuitive. It just very fluid to to move and strike. And it's actually because it's the last one you get. And you only get it at the final stage, and you can't upgrade it any. It is the most powerful weapon you can get. It's and you control it with your joysticks, which I think is kind of crazy. Like you can shoot it out there, and then it'll come back to you if, unless you work the joystick and then kind of guide where it goes. But regardless, and then the three elements you get for this like little hack and slash, killing little demons as you go along. Game you get, uh, you start off with ice. No, 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 electricity, right? Right. You start off with lightning is your first lightning. one. Yeah. And then you get fire and then you ice is the last one you can get. Then the abilities that you can put these orbs that you find throughout the game, which I end up with a lot of those, like a ton of those orbs. I think I got most of them because I had enough each little, there's three abilities of each ability. You can put three orbs in, which is kind of, I feel like gathered increases the chances it triggers, but it's a, something as simple as like chain lightning. You know, that's probably the easiest way to explain it. Yeah. Um, or sending just lightning bolts down. And then so you just put that into it. And when you're fighting, those tr- those will be triggered or activate, which do help you. The ice one was probably one of the most helpful because when it triggered, it freeze everything around you. Right. And then you could just break the demons. I mean, I felt that was probably yeah. the easiest to roll with for sure. Uh, but the game wasn't long, so you really don't get to experiment with those. I mean, there's a couple there's a couple of big boss fights. In this game, I did die a lot on. I mean, I died at least 30 times. And I would say only maybe three of those were from fights. I, yeah, I did the same. I died quite a bit. I don't know how many, I, I, I probably died a bit more to the fights than you did just because I don't know. I'm not a fan of the switch and the controls of, uh, the joy cons. So, you know, this is, I, I don't know whether to chalk this up to the game or the implementation of, uh, how the switch does its joy cons, but I even use the pro controller and the, the toggles on the joy, the, the pro, uh, pro controller are the same things that are inside of the joy con. And so as you're moving, those just aren't as directionally accurate as many other control pads are. So like the Xbox control pad just is much more directionally accurate than the joy con controllers. So there were times, like, especially while moving, trying to avoid <laughs> stuff, 
or trying to jump in on something or jump to a platform, yeah, just I would be off by a hair or I thought I was going in the right direction and then it just completely missed. Oh, dude. And then there's like one section at the very end where you're like in a fever dream. Yeah. And it was like, I I fell in that one so many times just because as you're going up, like the whole world warps. It looks like it is directly to the left. If you were to put it on a 2D platform, instead of saying like, you know, it's this degrees. No, it looks to your left. It looks straight over (laughs) and you'll jump and you're four feet. You're landing four feet in front of it. Yeah. And that happened to me. And I did die a lot in there, but that's actually not even the most. You're not even believe this. This is me and my, uh, in my brilliance, uh, the vines that you jump on trying to jump to the next vine. Yeah. Dude, I bet I died 10 times before I figured out what was happening. Oh yeah. So you, your character, it doesn't just go the direction you push as you, you have to have your body lined up back to back to the rope and then jump. Cause she'll shoot straight back. She doesn't go where you're pushing. Right. And I'm, I, I'm actually kind of embarrassed that probably 10 of my deaths happened just on the first vine I ever came across. <laughs> nice. I mean, yeah, to I, a point, to a point where it was like, I was getting frustrated and I'm like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I actually learned that uh, she would lean off and actually lean towards the next vine. If you mm-hmm. waited a half second. So like I would kind of line her up and then she'd like lean off and kind of reach for the next vine. I was like, okay, now I'm in the right direction. Jump. <laughs> That's yeah. the only reason why I got that is because I waited a half second on the first one. I figured that out after 10 deaths, <laughs> at least in awesome. the, in the, I didn't, the music. Okay. So like the music was fine mm-hmm. and I love that all the dialogue wasn't just reading. You know, we talk about the kids playing these games and stuff and it's not that they can't read. They're really strong readers and they like to read. Um, but you know, when it's the relaxing time and playing game time, I'm, it's just 10 times easier to listen. I mean, I always read it too. Just the thing, you know, I, if there's, I kind of like subtitles or whatever, but no, it's the audio is all there for everything that said there's audio, which I think is cool. And the music wasn't bad until you die. Once you fall off a plat, the same platform enough times, that little beat that it does after yeah. you just started to get a little frustrating. Yeah. Like, okay. Like, I don't want to hear that anymore. It's kind of demoralizing at this point. <laughs> Very much. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, whatever it, the only big time dig I kind of have with this, which I know you're not a huge Switch game fan. I, I tend to like some of them quite a bit. The portableness thing works good for me. But the the fixed camera angle, dun dun dun. I know we already talked about this when we tried to record last time and I, you know, shot at all the shit. But that is like really one of my biggest digs is there's a controlled camera angle. You know, you can't use your other joystick to get behind your character. That to me also was very frustrating. Um yeah, just the- not something I'm used to on nowadays games, honestly. So the forced camera angle was one thing that I didn't like as well. Um, it's just not natural um, to anybody playing games right now. Uh, I think it's more natural to switch games. Like I do know that if you play any, there's a lot of Mario games that if you play, you're kind of forced into a camera angle on some of those Mario games. Um, you don't get a control where you're looking. So it, it's kind of more suited to the switch in that. Uh and I do believe because of that force camera angle, that's the reason why they got some of those rich textures on, on the, uh, surroundings and like all the buildings and stuff. And as I was reading on their website, like all of the textures in like all of the building and the architecture that they did, that's all hand painted. And then they laid that on top of the, oh, see, I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. That was that's all hand painted cool. stuff. So, I mean, it looks gorgeous, but I think the reason why they are the, the way they got away with making it look that good and having the field of depth of view that they did 
is because they force you to have just a single single camera angle and you can't pivot and turn and, and get your view to line up to just exactly what you want it to be. It's something that it's kind of a platformer type thing. Um, platformers seem to do that quite a bit is where they force you into a particular uh, camera angle. Definitely made those jumps more challenging. So maybe that was their point behind it. For sure. Yeah. You know, and so the cost too. So we didn't really touch into that, but we both got this game on sale for $12 on. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like hard copy. So that kind of hurt me a little bit. I, I like having hard copy, especially even for the kids to play it. So now if they want to play it, they have to play it on my switch. I'm not real, real impressed <laughs> with that notion, <laughs> but I mean, that's just the way it goes. Um, so yeah, I just installed it, but I know dude, you're the opposite. You love yeah, that freaking I'm, digital download. I'm all good with the digital man. It's, yeah, I it's love fine having the case and seeing it. I don't know. Collecting them. I don't know, man. It's weird. I don't know. I, I totally got over that, but yeah, they were, they were $12, but I think on every other platform, they are 20, it goes for 25 right now. Like, so it was briefly on sale for half price. We, that's where we ended up, ended up getting it for switch. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's available on every, on, uh, PC, on Xbox one, on PlayStation four and on switch. But right now it's up to 25. So, you know, I'm not really even sure what made me grab this game. I couldn't even tell you. I mean, I know we've, we've actually, on the analytics, we've I've seen a few downloads from India, but that has nothing to do with it. Like, <laughs> I don't know what called, because usually there's a reason why we pick a certain thing. This was more I tried to find a beer for the game, but typically it's kind of the other way around sometimes. So yeah. I'm not sure how we ended up on this game, but it, it was a pleasant uh, game to play for sure. And so like he said, it's multi-platform, um, not online. It's not multiplayer. It's not a long game, but the... I don't know, I feel like they implemented a lot to it. And I also feel like I can't see now after getting through that game how they would not have another one. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot. So the way they ended that the game, it, it really makes you think that they have to have another game because of the way they ended it. Um, this the, It ends on such a, a cliff, a down cliffhanger. Like, <laughs> um, it's, it's so... She's literally down on all fours, actually, when it ends. Like I mean, it, it, yeah. It, so it's a down cliffhanger. <laughs> I mean, it is a down cliffhanger. Like, so you're trying to rescue your your little brother Golu throughout this entire thing, and in from well, so in the beginning, you don't know who you're trying to rescue him from. You're just trying to get him back from the demons. Uh, you don't know who sent the demons, but uh, over time, nice on number two already. Sweet. Following up this week the way it should be with a nice <laughs> ice cold beer. But over time, you learn that uh, Mahabalasura is the one who has orchestrated this whole thing uh, that has led to them the demons kidnapping your your brother. So the end battle, of course, is against Mahabalasura, and in that battle, uh, you find that it it was all a trick that he wasn't even really there fighting you that you're just fighting uh, shadows of him and that Mahabalasura has gone off to the Deva gates and is actually uh, trying to open them actively. And then you see in the end that your, your little brother Golu goes up and actually helps Mahabalasura open the gate. And that's, that's like the end, like you, you from there, the credits roll and you're in the desert on in the sand reaching up towards your brother that's the end of it like so they have to do something with this game like or they have to do something to re resolve the story like what happens next now you know how does how does this all 
uh, play out? Like, do do the Davis now have to get involved more than they were? Because so that was like the whole big thing, like, right? Um, so ni- so th- throughout the whole game, you're being narrated through to the through the storyline by both Durga and Vishnu. So you have two Davis telling you the story. You have two actually telling you, but they're not getting involved with what's going on. They other other than the weapons they present you, like they don't really have direct contact to Raji at all. No, you they, have more. You know what's going on more with than than she does. Yes, the character you're playing has no clue for the most part. Yeah, but other than that, yeah, other than that, they refuse to get involved. Like Durga is more, um, more, uh, I guess, supportive of Raji because Raji, they, she's a believer. Uh, yeah, Raji is a believer of Durga, which is kind of kind of funny when you think about it because Raji's a believer of Durga. <laughs> you right, know right, what right. I mean? Yeah, you know, prayer wise is what I what I gathered, but yeah. really Durga's kind of a believer of Raji as well. Vishnu's a little bit more skeptical, or or you know, uh, what would you even say that like patience in his belief for sure. He's he's just kind of sitting there on the fence. He's just like uh, everything to him is we'll see. Um, you know, it's it's that, that mentality. Well, I mean, it's just I don't know how this will play out. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. You put then, too much faith in her. We'll see. You know. And there's plenty of foreshadowing too. If you if you pay attention to, uh, and they 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 actually pump in a few other stories too that I won't even say really directly relate to this game, but they do work in some of their lore on like the things you can click on and get some backstories. You know we. You know, like that, uh, that whole little back thing about Garuda and the two wives, you know, and the, the babies, that was actually a pretty cool. I actually sat and read that twice yeah, because I thought that was a cool little story, uh, about practically two women, uh, wives to one of these warriors asked for gifts. One asked for a thousand children. The other one asked for one child stronger than the thousand children. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sh- one gets the eggs or whatever. And the other one gets two eggs. But she gets impatient because her sister, wife, I guess you would call her, uh, her competition in a way, uh, all her start to hatch or whatever, she starts to have these children. And then so she breaks into one of her one of hers early and it curses her that she has to be the slave to her sister, wife, if you will, until either forever or until she patiently waits that lets that egg hatch on its own. Well, which years go by, I believe. Yeah. So two years go by, I think two or three years go by until the egg hatches and, and it's yeah, Garuda. It's Garuda. But uh, so the the first wife that asks for the thousand children, so she doesn't quite get what she wants either. She gets a thousand Naga children. Yeah. Right. So uh, there. And where have we seen that uh, play out in a little bit? <laughs> I mean, literally, you can see where some of these video games for, for yeah. India just breaking into the gaming world with this game and kind of getting their name out there, especially this company, this Nodding Head Games. Uh, you see Naga in World of Warcraft. You see Garuda in Zelda Breath of the Wild. Here we go again. We can't make one episode without bringing up <laughs> Zelda, <laughs> which is weird. It's not like it's our favorite game, but it, it's a game we go to in speech a lot, you know? Yeah. But yeah, the the, the Garuda people in there, that's like the, the winged people in that world. So Right. And I've seen it in other games. That's definitely not the first, which by the way, this this beer is going down really good. This smells good, tastes good. Yeah, so the beer is is really good. Um, so we, yeah, we didn't do our traditional open where we open and describe, but so let's do a second for description, I guess. Uh, so the beer actually pours probably a little bit darker than what you would think of a normal pale ale, right? Because it's a little bit, right. it's a little bit more amber uh, than a, what you would think of a pale ale. And from their side, it actually pours with a 
off-white head. Uh, I can't quite see that in this light. Uh, it seems fairly white to me, but... Um, yeah, it, it smells, looks white to me. Yeah, I was going to say, it smells very, very citrusy. Um, they they note pineapple on their site. Yeah, and actually... And I can it, smell a lot of citrus to yeah, it. Low, it says loads of pineapple. Yeah. I love anytime something's described as loads, you know, <laughs> we're talking truckloads. Are we talking handful loads? Like, what do you mean? Lo- loads of pineapple, passion fruit, and candied citrus aromas. <laughs> and it's 7% alcohol. That's kind of, that's, I mean, not that IPAs are, I think that's like a really ridiculous stereotype is that all IPAs are high alcohol. They're not, not all actually. There's several in the four and 5% range. This one just happens to not be, this one fits the stereotype. It's 7%. It's pretty strong. But it's pretty and decent. It's not. It's not super bitter for being, you know, seven percent. Yeah, and say seven percent. So yeah, and like I said, and so we and we didn't bring this up either. You know, we always wait for beer at the end. But since we're talking about it, and it's another local one, which again was not planned. I was just really looking for an IPA, and the package on this stood out to me, and so I went with it. And it's it's actually from St. Louis, Missouri, and a lot of their websites say they're one of the biggest growing kind of craft beer companies right now, which is. Again, crazy. They started in 2011, so they're only 10 years old. Wow. Yeah. I think that's pretty exciting. Huh. Yeah, I didn't know that. And Missouri's really getting on the board here. Or that, or we just think it is. You know, whatever. <laughs> so, luck versus tactic on this one. You know, that's another category we've jumped into. Unless you count the uh, environmental kills that we took, <laughs> I would say it's just mostly tactic. There's not really a lot of luck. The fighting's not real complex. There are some really cool combos you can do, but... It's still tactic. You plan out what weapons you're going to use and how you're going to use them. It's it's tactical in that way. Um, there there is a so I think this is where we kind of cut yesterday because <laughs> I said it was coming. Um, so the battle mechanics did kind of um, suck. Fall to me. short. Yeah, That's, I would they, say fall short. They they really words. fell short to me. They it was really button mashy. Um, I mean, literally, if you just spammed Y or spammed B, like to dodge or A, was it B or A? Uh, whatever your jump, your jump away move was, what whichever right. button it was, if you spam that, and then your, I think it was Y. Uh, if you spam the uh, either one of those, like that to strike, and then the other one to move away, you could pretty much just walk through whatever. Like there wasn't a whole lot of real thought to that part of it. No, and it's kind of weird because they tried to add all these unique combos. Like you remember the tutorials you run into where. You had to jump up this pillar and really, again, directional angles came into play with the only reason that was ever an issue. Yeah. But you took, cause you couldn't move forward till you completed these little stupid tutorials. They were really cool moves, but they weren't really needed. No. I mean, they, they would teach you how to bounce off walls and do this, like, you know, Aladdin, Prince of Persia kind of fight style, but you never really needed it. They would put you, I, I would, I did try to use them. Like I would really try to use them because I thought they looked good and um, theoretically they they should be helpful and do more dam. I mean, you would think they would do more damage if you're going through the effort of doing extra combos, but they don't provide you anything and they actually can put you in harm's way. Yeah. So there was really no point. The only thing I could say was if I just dodged enough and then spammed my attack enough, I didn't really need to use anything else. No, the no. When you said the story carried this game, I think that's what you said. Someone like that. I yeah. mean, you're not you're not wrong, but this is what's kind of crazy to me, and you may not agree. So yeah, the the combat style kind of fell short. They give you all this stuff that you think is going to be a bigger deal, like the not only like you could have went through with the same weapon the whole game, and they really would have changed nothing. Yeah, for sure. You know, they provide you with a ranged weapon that you use for a very small segment. It's almost like 
maybe funding wise, they wanted to get a full complete game with good quality. So then everything about that game got condensed down. And that's just a random theory. I don't know that there's any truth in that because everything that's implemented is, is good and good quality, but it's not needed long enough to matter. Right. You know, so you get the bow, but what do you really need the bow for? Not much. Yeah. You can even that spear, you can even have a ranged attack with it. Yep. Yeah. You know, so essentially there's really not a need for the bow or even really switching weapons for very long. And so, you know, there's that aspect for sure, but the crazy part to me is, so like we get into repeatability, this game's storyline's good enough that it actually, I wouldn't say it's not black and white. It's not, yes, I'll play it again. No, I won't play it again. But the chances are higher to me because I, I'm sure I could go through this game again and catch some storyline that I missed. See, I don't know that I would ever play this again. Not to say that it's a bad storyline. Um, and not to say that I've caught everything in the storyline. I, I I agree with you there. I may have missed some things. And I think a second playthrough could probably shed some light on some things that I may have missed. But the the thing I do take away from this is that the story, it makes me want to go outside of this game into the lore. Like, I don't, like, the game, to me, is just an introduction into the rest of the world of this. Like, of what this, of, of like, the Hindu in Balinese lore, like that to me was more of anything, just that introduction and the way they presented it, that to me was more than anything. I, yeah. I can't, I can't say I'll get into the game again. I, I don't know that it was good enough to get into the game other than, like I said, the story was pretty good, but. If I was to, so, you know, we talked about Spirit of the North and its unique style of telling stories and this, it had like one way to tell a story. This has about four different ways it gives you story, you know? Yeah. And I would say. We, you know, we, it was pretty, pretty blatant. That game would not be played again. Yeah. After, no, especially yeah. if you had, especially if you got all the skins, that game would not be played again. For There's sure. just n- nothing else to that game. Right. But I can't say that a hundred percent about this game. I, I'm not saying, like I said, it doesn't rank high mm-hmm. on that for like that. If that one category is what you had to like, okay, did this game pass a test of repeatability? I'm not saying it's a pass or fail, but I'm saying it's closer on the grade scale to passing than what I would say Spirit of the North was. I, I would say, yeah, it's more re- it, it would be more repeatable than Spirit of the North. I, I would give you that for sure. Because the story is, I think, way better than that of the Spirit of, of the North. There's or just or more the way to they it. tell it. There's right. more to it. Yeah, for sure. There's just, it, it's more immersive. It, it grabs sure. you at every level. It's not just the gameplay through and what you're experiencing and the narration and the way they do it with uh, Durga and Vishnu be, being the storytellers and and having this conversation among themselves that you're privy to, like, that's all really cool. But then not only that, you're like, you're acting as Raji herself and guiding her through it. Well, you know, a little bit more than she does. Yeah, and you're it, a step ahead of her. Right. And then you also see the puppet play out of everything that has maybe happened, plus the things that will kind of happen or are happening actively. There's just a lot to it. You know, my wife has gotten more involved now. With the podcast stuff, it's, um, you know, it's a little more real and concrete now that it's out there. And so, you know, even when it comes to games, she's kind of this like side character that I, hey, check this out. Hey, look at this. And so I was showing her some stuff as we were going through. And it was kind of funny to hear her like conspiracy theories about the narration, like about uh, Durga and Vishnu. And she's like, no, they're using you. You know, she was like, she had her own idea of how this was going to go, you know. And I was like, no, there's some... Yeah. I mean, that's, that was her first thought when she heard him. She's like, they're using her like you are being used to solve their problem. That's actually not a disinteresting 
uh, theory. Like that's, that's really cool. It's a really cool that's, way to think about it. That's what I thought. It kind of makes her sound like she just is like super skeptical, but she's not. She's actually usually, I would, I know naive is not a correct word, but I would say she's usually more for helping people out and being on their side than I'm usually like, nope, they're lying. You know what I mean? <laughs> Don't trust them. It doesn't matter. And it's not even like the cliche car sales. And I mean, it could be anybody like, oh, they're handing out free samples. I'm like, don't trust them. Nope. Keep <laughs> going. And she's like, oh, it'll be fine. So I thought it was weird that her first thought was like, nope, they're using you. Don't do it. I'm like, well, I got to play the game. No, don't. They're using you. <laughs> you know? That's actually really interesting. So, uh, wow. So think about that in the perspective of of going into. So one of the areas you go into is Vishnu City, right? Mm-hmm. So Vishnu City is really advanced. It's the most advanced city of the time. You're in this medieval era. Yeah, it actually makes a comment. She won't be able to operate the gear structure or whatever. Yeah. Like, so you have to rescue his city because it's been taken over by Rangda. Who and Rangda is uh, the witch who eats children. Is, is she looks the, like a witch that would eat children too? There's no <laughs> doubt about it when you see her. There's nothing like mm, she might be all right. She might eat something else. No, she eats children. It's apparent. <laughs> yeah, but but as you're going through that, you you I did get the feeling that Vishnu was more concerned while you were in his city about how Raji did and making her do better there. Than any point before and after. I mean, let's face it. My wife's pretty smart, and pretty much any any theory she has is at least worth worth thinking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't say I instantly agreed with her because you know I'm you know man, it's introvert extrovert kind of contradiction. Because I still was like optimistic. I was like, no, like it's gonna be fine. Like, yeah, no, it wasn't. The foreshadowing was pretty bad too. You get or not bad, but like you know you get a little bit of foreshadowing about your brother, and I just was like shaking my head. You know, yeah. like, and my wife's like looking over and I'm like, this isn't good. <laughs> you know? I'm like, he's evil still. Like, this right. isn't good. You know, yeah. In which you get to the end and you find out he has been kind of corrupted in some sense. And then he's out there, the ending scene, she's on all fours reaching out for her brother and he's off in the distance and it could be a mirage, but you think it's him. It's kind of a weird, like you said, a down, down step, uh, you know, cliffhanger, but it's also kind of like sad and, and dark too for a minute because you go, that's probably not really your brother. I think your brother's gone. Maybe. I mean, maybe. So, so part of like this whole story is, you know, they kind of they kind of hint towards this has all happened before. Type That's true. Thing, right? And so, man, I'm just I'm thinking about you know Bailey's theory, and then with that whole this has all happened before, and then the way that Vishnu's acting inside of when she's inside of his city. And the way that it turns out that with Golu and all of that, and if it's just a cycle that keeps happening and they need, they need Raji to keep doing what she does. Yeah. Well, then it makes sense. They they are using her, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we kind of have to put that baby to bed though, because <laughs> here's the thing, not only with our busy lifestyle and whoever, however long they're going to take to develop this next game, <laughs> but we'll literally have to like make another episode if they do. Yeah. Just to solve the riddle. You know, is Bailey sure. correct? Hey. You know what I mean? There's I won't another get to hear I man. told you so for maybe a year or two, which would be nice. <laughs> five years down five years down the road, you'll get that. I idea. mean, I'll hear it before then for something else for sure. But <laughs> <laughs> like there's no doubt about that. But at least about this topic, I won't have to hear I told you so for a while. Yeah. And I'll just talk to the guy that pairs these beer and video games together and make sure that gets pushed back if I need to. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, no, it's still a good game. And I think, um, I mean, do you have anything else to add to it? I mean, I, I feel like sorry for the spoilers for those that's tuned in that plan on playing. And honestly, 
with even knowing the ending, that is kind of a big deal, but there's still a lot of filled in storyline from the lore, the mythology. Uh, it is still worth playing. I mean, if you've not played it just to kind of get kind of just to get into that world for a little bit, it's, it's worth a go. Yeah. I mean, it's going on number three. Wow. Yeah. Well, they're going down smoother than some of the other stuff we had before. And I'm not going to be yeah. going to spell it out. Dragon's milk or anything. But <laughs> All right. Second. Well, I just have to say that that uh, three of these probably equaled one of those. So there is that to be noted. I mean, that, that too. Yeah, for sure. So it's been a rough week. We're just going to enjoy what's here. Enjoy this little treat. Top it off. We're actually recording and things are going smooth. So why not? Let's celebrate. All right. We don't have to do a take three, you know, I'm taking three, but we're not doing a take three. (laughs) Nice. No, so the, I mean, it's a good game uh, just because like I said, the story is, it's a good like primer kind of for the whole culture. If you are curious or if you've never been exposed to anything in, I guess this realm uh, out of that lore, out of Hinduism, out of the Balinese cultures, if you've never interacted with those, those, uh, I, I don't know if you've never interacted with those stories or, or have anything, this will get your interest in them. This, like I said, this m- makes me want to go beyond the game. That's, that's my biggest takeaway from it is this is to me, it's bigger than this game. And I, I applaud them for that. That's huge to me. That's, this is what a game should be. This is if, if you're trying to make a game and you're trying to put yourself on the map, this is the right way to do it. Like you're you're putting your entire culture on the map with there something it is. like this. That's what I was gonna say. That's that's the takeaway is to see which I'm glad it's more acceptable nowadays for sure. You know, I think people should be more open minded, but to see their culture kind of brought out a little bit for us, you know, dumb Americans or whatever you want to call us that don't know a lot of the you know, it's just not ta- it's not taught enough, I don't think. Uh too many people find that as an issue, but I I don't. I think to see you know, kind of the way their culture developed and where some of their original stories come from. And I think that's great. And I think it's awesome. Yeah. So, and it's entertaining. That's the other thing too, is it's not like it's work. I mean, you, you just get a good picture of some of the stuff, uh, you know, that's kind of probably shaped maybe their belief system or e- even this video game storyline. Yeah. You know, we, we have what, like our King Arthur and those kind of stories or, you know, not that it originated here, but we have some of those stories that are pretty well known around here. It's kind of nice to see one of these. Maybe this will be something, you know, we'll know more about this 20 years from now than we do now, you know? Right. But I do remember, which is weird. I do remember you did rate Empire of Sin first because it was weird. It's our first tie that we've ever had. Yeah. Probably not going to happen again. I'm not real too worried about that, but it does mean it's my turn to rate the game. And I'll go through my list internally between, you know, cost, uh, enjoyability, uh, it actually, weirdly enough, it is, uh, I'm a little bit torn on one category and that is not that we list it out, but beating it, it's bittersweet. I'm glad we beat it because that doesn't happen very often, but I'm also kind of, maybe if I wouldn't have finished that last 10 minutes of that game, I do think it would affect my score. Yeah. Because Well, so <laughs> that's maybe not appropriate, but the, the way it ended it's left a lot of questions, mm-hmm. you know, and I almost think Bailey's theory kind of raised more for you, which I find that super awesome. Yeah. Uh, or at least made you look at it in a different light for sure. Yeah. Yeah, no, I do. I think that kind of affected the score a little bit and it's kind of hard to work through that because I don't, 
yeah, it ended kind of rough. Um, but I'm going to go ahead and before I, you know, water this down too much with going through everything out loud, I'll just say this. It's a 7.3 for me. Yeah. Yes. And I, this is why. And it, it, part of it's because I was able to beat it. That's nice. It's enjoyable that you get through a game. So you feel like you get your money's worth for sure. You know, that's a different timeline for everybody else. Maybe not everybody's on the same timeline we are. Cause that would be kind of weird. You know, you just buy a game and you give, you give yourself two or three weeks and then you can't play it anymore. Or you don't have time to. That's kind of weird. So maybe that not everybody can fall into that category, but man, to get for $12 for a couple of weeks to enjoy this beautiful story. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, the only thing that really gave it some negatives that knocked it down. I mean, I kind of started around with it being a switch game, the cost and the graphics and a few other things. This started closer to an eight for me. What actually kind of brought it down was kind of the way it ended, how quick it ended the anticlimactic battle fight. I had more trouble with that stupid ugly child eating witch <laughs> i had way more trouble with her than i did the last boss which i never think that should happen i think the that's last boss should opposite be on that though i know that's super weird dude i remember the last boss of like oh god i think it was like legend of dragoons on playstation or whatever i remember taking like an hour hour and a half of the last boss fight which i know it's a different game it's a different style of game but i did not have a lot of trouble with the last boss on this i think i died one time Whereas that witch killed me at least four or five times. Hmm. Maybe not quite that many. It was a couple though, for sure. I mean, I would love to go back and see my, my death count. I still know for a fact, environmental kills wins out on that one, but yeah. regardless, yeah, no, a little bit anticlimactic on that. So it kind of brought it down, but yeah, that's, that's my rating for sure. All right. So for me, I'm trying to think about, man, this game's story was so good, but there were a lot of aspects of the game. That really does, to me, make it, that does bring it down. And I'm trying to weigh what about the game brings it down versus what about the platform brings it down. Like I said, like the Joy-Con controllers and some of the finickiness of those does make this harder to rate. So like I did play a little bit in handheld mode, but I did play mostly on the TV with my pro controller just because it was easier to use the pro controller, even though it does have the same crappy toggles. Uh, is the Joy-Cons, just the layout of the Pro Controller makes it easier to control than holding the Joy-Cons uh, in handheld mode, plus the screen size. And some of the textures kind of wash out when you're in uh, handheld mode versus when you're actually up on the TV. So I'm trying to weigh out like, you know, what's the platform versus what's the actual game? There's a lot of really, really good things about this game. It's a strong game. I mean, it's a it's a pretty pretty darn strong game. And that's one difference, though, between us is that you actually played it on the screen, which is nice. I only played it on the Switch. Yeah. So, I mean, I never even got to see the difference. I only played it on the Switch. I I wouldn't say so. I wouldn't say like the difference is earth shattering. Like as far you know, the, the Switch is only capable of what it's capable of. Um, So your 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 screen, your uh, TV is only going to be there, you know, just to make the screen larger. That's really it. And other than that, if you have the pro controller, then it just makes the controls a little bit easier. Because you're not having to, I mean, it's the the position of your hands is more comfortable than having them on the sides of the Joy-Cons. That's just it. Other than that, it's it's all about the same. But, you know, the story of this, the story of this alone and the way they tell it in all of the different ways that they tell it would get like a 10. Like it's it's nailed. Like it's it's great. They They do a really good job of telling the story, but they do some things of gameplay. I like the button mashiness. They just bring it down quite a bit. Uh, I probably actually am a little bit higher than you on this. 
though. Uh, I actually would have this at a 7.3. Um, I, I do think it's a really strong game. I, what did I, I say? Did I say 7.2? 7, 7. one Or mm. 7... No, I thought I said seven three. Also, did you say seven three? Seven okay. two or seven three? I mean, if I think about it, it's it's right around that line. Maybe you said seven three. Okay. I don't know what I'm thinking then. Well, that's so. I mean, okay. It is so what it is. never mind. Don't worry about it. Uh. So. I don't know. I would have it somewhere in the sevens. I just can't pin it, man. It's a little rough because the storyline makes you like it so much. The storyline does. So I have it in the sevens. I just can't pin. This one's hard to pin. So I mean, I don't have a problem with the ending that you do. I like the ending because I think it it sets you up for the second. Like, I think this is the perfect way to end a game. This makes you want to come back for more. I mean, I won't argue that. I mean, but I'm I'm thinking of, I mean, if you're a, if you're a business guy and this is who you, you have funding in this. Uh Yes. Yes. Leave it open. They'll want more forever. You know, 100%. for sure. hundred percent. And as a, as a but story as a consumer, enthusiast, but, but I'm hungry. Exactly. For more. And you want mm-hmm. to come back. This is, that's the point. And that's the point of a good story. That's why I'm saying this is, that's why it's hard for me to pin down. Like, but, man, but here's the, the thing. The camera angle thing, the camera angle thing and the button mashiness are hard for me to nail. Like it's in the sevens. I just. What made it rough was. Yes, I get what you're saying, and I'm all for that. Like, uh, you know, car salesman mentality, like you got to keep them wanting more. Like, I get how to do business. And as a consumer, I get, you know, wanting more is a good thing. What the problem is, (laughs) and it's small because the storyline to me carried it so fucking well, excuse my language, is that it's a little anticlimactic because it can still leave you wanting more and some questions unanswered. But though how abrupt it does it, you're battling and you're battling, and then it says... Oh, uh, yeah, by the way, the whole time it's been a show. You ain't doing shit. We're over here with your younger brother. But that's not what it says. Mm. It says that the last time that he, because so as you, as you fight him, the last thing that he does, is he splits into, Mahabalasuras splits into, he, he creates a bunch of diversions. Is it bad that you say it and I look down and make sure you said it correctly? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, because you should be like that. I mean, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing, I'm saying it correctly too. Yeah. And that's I mean, because that's we want to be respectful to Correct. this whole culture. I, you know, I, that's- I, dude, I have a, I have a, I had a dude come on my, my team at work who's from Poland. He said, the first thing is he introduced himself to us is that nobody can pronounce my name. That's from America. You can just call me. I'm like, dude, I am not going to do that. That's correct me. I want to pronounce your name correctly. However, you, you want me to know any measures. <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly. only the 14th most common surname in, in Poland, but that's fine. Go ahead. I mean, I, I want to be respectful. I'm not, I'm I not agree. here to, to, you know, I, I want, if I, I know you're not the one to necessarily correct me, but yes, if I, if I have a stop, if I have somebody that can help check me and check me, that's fine. Right. I'm good and here's that. The, that, that goes back to our transparency thing. We're, we're not, we're just out here to drink beer and play video games and enjoy everything that we can get our hands on. I think we both can agree on that. We like yeah. all cultural in- experiences for sure. And I think that might be a little bit of the nerd in us for sure, which I have no issue with, you know, whether it be, <laughs> you know, I've always had enough, enough, you know, like enough, I don't know what you'd say, like an interest in Chinese and Japanese culture. Always. It's always fascinated me. Yeah. And to kind of touch into this like Hindu or India kind of culture more than normal. It's, it's, dude, it's again, fascinating. Definitely. So we want to, we want to do it correctly. I'm, I'm in the same boat. I don't want to offend anybody. I want to say it correctly. Yes, definitely. So anyways. But Mahabalasura. Getting back to that. 
So when Mahabalasura, the last time you you fight him, the last thing he does is he he creates a bunch of diversions by splitting himself into a million pieces. And then he, the real him, fucks off to go speak the incantation at the Deva Gates. And then your treacherous brother joins him. Right. But that's what I'm saying. The whole fight wasn't a thing. He realized he couldn't beat you. And so he left. Okay, that's a little different than I interpreted it because- I just kind of feel like he was fucking with you the whole time. No, he realized he couldn't win. The only way I can win is by cheating and leaving. Mm. And he did. Well, that's my take on it. Either way, it was a little bit rough for me. I'm going to go with, I do think because of that, I don't, I I, I do think I, I have to give it a little bit higher than what you, you gave it. And I'm going to go seven, five. I knew it. I knew it right when you said I'm going to go a little higher than you. I know he's going to say seven, five. That's fine. I get that. I mean, I can respect that number 100%. Like I said, I was originally playing it, I was a lot closer to eight, and the things that dragged it down were the fixed camera rate, which isn't a Switch thing. That's like they're, you know, they designed it that way. They designed it that way. Um, Kind of fucked me on environmental kills more than, <laughs> more than, more than even uh, 30 or 40. I, yeah. You know, if I'm being honest, if there was like a counter, God, I bet there's like a hundred deaths on there. <laughs> like, right. The, the fixed you know, camera The more angle. I think about it, the more I remember more of those deaths and that little beat sound that would come after, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, turn the fucking sound off. That for a little minute. flute sound or whatever <laughs> that played, man, that was haunting. It, it, well, it, it kind of was because it kind of scales up, which is fine. That's fine. If it did just a little scale up, it was like three or four beats up. It's fine, but it's the back end that kind of prolongs. You think it's going to be like one beat down, but it's like three or four or five, six down. And you're like, man, fuck off. <laughs> especially when it's, especially like when it's like your face. Tenth, yeah. Like, especially when it's like the 10th time on the same stupid jump and you just yep. go, man, whatever. Like you're trying to, like you're in, so when you're in the, uh, when you're in uh, Vishnu city and you're trying to set the uh, lily, the lily pads and the koi fish are doing it, you're not doing you it just fast You had more enough. issues with that, I think, than I did. I, Dude, I definitely had, had problems on that because I was, that was the part I was playing it on handheld. And so coming from there, from on, off the TV to the handheld, I was doing that on handheld and I wasn't doing it fast enough. And I just kept dying in this one spot. I swear to God, I jumped and killed myself like 900 times in the same exact spot because I just couldn't do it fast enough. And I was like, fine, screw this. Put it back on the TV and beat it. I'm like, yeah, no, see, I didn't have that issue. I mean, I think I died realistically, maybe tops five times between all of the lily pad jumps. Maybe. I don't even know if it was that high. I didn't actually struggle with that part as much. Honestly, the vines. Honestly, the vines when you feel like I was- See, I didn't um, have any trouble with the vines. Dude, stop it. I, I felt like there was something wrong with me. Like, I need to get checked <laughs> out. My equi- equilibrium's off. Like, there, I'm doing something wrong. Nice. Dude, I, this is, I didn't even bring this up. There was actually one part on the tutorials with one of those, like, backflip jump attacks. Yeah. I handed it to Bailey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nice. Handed it to Bailey. Not even kidding with you. She was, she was, and she knows that very, like, cute, petty thing where she goes, honey, you just have to hit. X and then hit A when you hit the top or whatever, you know, and I'm like, I thought I've been doing that the whole time. <laughs> you know, make it seem so simple. And she got it in like maybe 20 seconds. Right. I was like, okay, well, I never am going to get that. I'm glad you got it. I can move forward in the storyline now, which I, you know, I, I think I'm good at games and then stuff like this comes up and I'm like, I'm just below average, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, whatever. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. So there's our ratings and which means put you up first in the pilot seat for the beer, sir. All right. Well, Which we can talk about a little bit before we get into the rating. So let's talk about it. Um, yeah, like I do want to, I do want to touch back on what you mentioned about their can and the reason why I think they went with that whole stained glass look on their can. Reading their site, this is a mosaic hopped IPA. 
So I think that's the reason why what they went with like the mosaic glass look on their can. Yeah, for sure. With the hops in there. I mean, no, it's, it's just, a good looking can. You know, we made jokes about the beer taste being carried on. What was that? Schlafly's? Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. carry that the beer taste itself carried it because they had no, you know, like nothing no visually that was like, you know, gra- grabbing you. This right. is. This is like perfect because it's good. It's really good beer, especially for an IPA. I say that like I don't like IPAs. I like IPAs, but this is a really easy, easy drinking IPA. Yeah. Maybe because of how much fruit and stuff they kind of have, you know, coming out in it, especially for 7% alcohol. But I'm telling you, they also kind of want it over on the can design. It's a cool looking can. Mm-hmm. They put so they put a lot of thought into the can itself, uh, into their identity of what this thing was going to be. Uh, I feel like. Pretty cool that uh, they did all of that to just, you know, put this out. And it's a really like it's a it's an easy drink to get into as far as IPAs. Like if you're if you're looking to get into an IPA and you're not if you're not quite there yet, because so IPAs are they're a thing that you have to get into. Right. They're we, not just we, like we've talked about to the me, tears. Yeah. To me, IPAs are harder to get into than even stouts. Like I agree. I people don't you know, I don't feel like the common and I don't mean to interrupt you. Sorry if I did, but the dude, the common people like, um, or the, like the, what's spoken normally is like, that's not true. People kind of, and this is just be my impression, but I always got it that it was like, you know, you've got your domestics and stuff and you know, you're a little bit stronger domestics cause those exist. And then you have you know, your different types of lagers and, and stuff. And then people tend to think that like stouts are actually above IPAs. It goes IPAs and then stouts, but man, I don't feel that way. And maybe that's our palate interest, but I think stouts, especially like the ones we've had, you know, the left-hand nitro, whatever. If you like coffee at all, I feel like that could grab anybody. I've actually had now because of that, because of our review on episode three, I have actually introduced that to people like my nephew's dad, mm-hmm. who does not, ne- he does not drink stouts. And he was like, no, that's really good. And I always ask the beginning question, do you like coffee? And if they say no, I say, okay, this probably isn't for you. Mm-hmm. But that stout is beautifully covered up with, or, or, you know, like, embedded with a beautiful coffee flavor. If you like coffee, stouts are easy. This is a whole different level. Mm-hmm. The kind of yeah. hoppy, bittery, no matter how much fruit they fucking, excuse me again, pack into this thing when it has beautiful smell. This this smells better than most drinks. Yeah. You know, but it still is different. You're not wrong. There's a, it's a stage. It's a stepping stone. This is a, but for 7%, this is probably an easier one to get into than some of the ones I've tried. Yeah, this is definitely this is probably one of the better IPAs I've ever I've ever had. It's one of the easier ones to get into. Like I think about this and uh trying to think back to some of the other IPAs I've had. And the one thing that always catches me first is always that nose, that really fruity, flowery smell. It just it's because it's it's just so vibrant. Uh, it just right up the nose. As soon as you bring it up to your nose to take a sip, it's just very fruity and vibrant. And this is no different than that. But then it's not it's not it's not as bitter as what you would expect from other IPAs. Uh, so as we've been drinking this, I'm only on number two. So you can imagine this is probably a little bit warmer than normally. You know, you would be drinking this at. And typically, as you're drinking an IPA, you want them to be pretty darn cold. Um, and it's definitely not really getting too bad, even as it's sitting here. You know, getting a little bit warmer. So. Yeah, I'm actually thinking about opening up a number four, but we'll see how that goes. Well, that'll probably be when the podcast ends. But, you know, regardless, yeah, it's definitely a drinkable um, IPA. And I say that like they're not all drinkable. For some people, maybe they're all drinkable, but not for everybody. And this one is a little bit lighter. Um, yeah. So where does that, so for you, sir, where does that stand? Oh, so 
for me on my scale of all drinks, IPAs are not a thing that I'm going to be like a go-to type thing, but it's a, it's a, it's like a, if you're in the mood for something different, I can't say that I won't like, this is something we commented on yesterday when we did this for the first time, you know, (laughs) (laughs) round two, right. Since we're doing round two. Uh, you know, we both actually bought six packs and I was actually, when we cracked these open yesterday and I took the first drink, I was actually like really surprised and grateful. I actually bought a six pack for once, like instead of just, you know, getting two and being done with it. Uh, I, I, this is something I'll drink again. Now, Uh, what's the chances that actually happened? Because typically I try to bring them to you. You come here, I give them to you. We both split it, you know? Uh, and maybe thanks to Will Fisher company here in Missouri that like I work for and gives me, you know, a six pack to sample out, you know, and we split it and save some money. Right. But in this situation, this is, I think this might be the first beer you've went out on your own and bought. Yeah. Yeah, it was. That would be fate, sir. That would be a little bit of fate. It it must've been. Um, but that being said, I mean, even though, you know, I'm still like kind of grateful that I went out and got this on my own, I'm still trying to think like it's still an IPA and I don't know that I drink IPAs a ton. It's a good IPA. Hmm. This one's hard. It's the, both of these ratings are harder. I, I don't know if it's hard because it's the second take on both of these and we didn't rate yesterday. Like we got to like the halfway point yesterday. I was going to say maybe two thirds. I was trying to, I was actually venting to the guy that got put with me today to help. And I, he, he actually, he does uh like, he does lottery videos. Like he records and puts post videos of him, like doing scratcher tickets and like gambling. Oh yeah. Which t- I didn't even know that existed. I think that's kind of cool. This is a newer guy that works for us. Yeah. But I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, you know, and he has some followings and stuff, you know, people like to see other people waste their money. That's cool. But, but, uh, you know, I was, I was kind of venting to him about, man, I can't believe I screwed up my internet and blah, 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 you know? And then I was like, uh, you know, totally just like, man, we probably got through like two thirds of that episode. So then I was beating myself up a little bit more like, man, we were about done, but you know, it is. Yeah. No, as you say, we were actually probably pretty close to getting to the ratings. We were, we were close, but we did not rate. I don't know why it's just so much more difficult today to rate. Do you want me to go first? Because I have this pinpointed for me. No, 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 I don't. I do not. I do want to nail. I do want to rate this one. Um, Dive in. As you always tell me, we'll dive in, sir. (laughs) Go for it. I think it's a pretty good uh, IPA. I don't think it's going to be like something I could drink daily, but I think it's something I'll pick up again. Like I'm going to drink this again. I've got two more downstairs. I'm going to drink those sometime for sure, and I'll be happy to. I think it's a strong six eight. Really? Yeah. Kind of like where you rated that. So I we we kind of glossed over this. And I'm going to use that phrase again, but I will just read this really quick before I give my rating because I already have mine set. It didn't take me all three of these to get to it. About to open the fourth. I think I was to it probably yesterday on the second one. <laughs> yeah. So actually, this would be like, what, number five? If yeah. you get into the whole of it, you know, this is my fifth of the six pack. For sure. But it says, Incarnation from Four Hands Brewery. Rise up and tantalize your taste buds. With our mosaic hopped IPA, Incarnation pours a glowing amber hue with a firm color of off-white foam, which I'm not sure that we either agree with that. I kind of saw white, not off-white, but that's fine. A subtle malt sweetness provided by pale and caramel malts gives you a way Way to loads of pineapple, passion fruit, and candied citrus aromas and flavors in the medium-bodied IPA. ABV, 7%. Those aromas are all over it, dude. They and that's what I was about to say. The it. smell is awesome. There is yeah. no doubt about that. I actually went higher with this, and I like IPAs. You know, we've, man, I've talked about this before. 
where I deliver at. It's not a huge town, but it's got, I think, 80,000 roughly population. But they do have two local breweries that are doing it right right now. One's Angry Swede, one's River Bluff. Both of them have done IPAs. River Bluffs is what kind of got me started. It's kind of weird. It's this yin and yang battle. They both get along. They're both doing good. Angry Swede got me into more stouts. River Bluff got me more into IPAs. River Bluffs is called uh, Speedliner. Yeah. This is good. This yeah. is as good, if not better, than their Speedliner. Awesome. And the smells are actually better than their Speedliner. I'm actually going to say this is a 7.5 for me. Sweet. And I'm, I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, this is um, mostly because I do drink more than you. And that may just, no matter who you are, no matter who hears that, they instantly go, that's the alcoholic. <laughs> like, it just does make me sound like an alcoholic and, you know, take it if you will. But as an IPA and as someone who's been drinking more of the IPA stuff, this is not my first, second, third, fourth, or even like 10th at this point that I've kind of played around with. Uh, yeah, it's a 7.5. It's it's up there. Um, ma- matter of fact, I don't even know that I can name two IPAs that I've had recently that I think be- are better than this. Yeah. It's- I'm not saying they don't exist. Let's make that clear. They probably exist. It's not like I've been drinking IPAs for years, but I'm going to say 7.5. I actually enjoyed this. And again, maybe that's kind of evident. I always seem to rate the beer higher than the game, <laughs> which whatever it is what it is. But yeah, no, I'm going to stick with that 7.5. Yeah. I couldn't think of an IPA that was better than this one. I, I honestly it's can't. It's hard, right? Yeah. I can't think of an IPA that's better than that's this. That's what shot my score up because when you said, you know, we kind of look at our other scores and we kind of think about the beer we drink. Yeah. You're not wrong. You and I... um. For as much as, you know, I think we make a good yin and yang. We do have some some similarities. And I think we both like stouts better than IPAs. For sure. You know, and I think IP, yep. I think stouts are kind of our, our go-to, like our favorite. You know, besides the Boulevard wheat, we like the wheat beer. Right. The, you yeah. know, but when we're having a dessert beer, we both like stouts. For sure. And the coffee yep. one hit home for us. We've, we've both talked about that since then. We both have bought that since then. And then we were shocked with the Lemonade Shandy that kind of... You know, yeah. I think we both wanted to buy that again. I did buy that again. Uh, you, you know, nice. it was enough beer. But again, look at the element that was in that. It was made with a wheat beer. So, yeah, right. you know, we know our elements that we like. And after thinking of all that stuff, I went, yeah, let's just kind of break this one down to an IPA category. It's a 7.5. I wanted to leave some room for some growth, but this one's up there. Yeah. I mean, as far as IPAs go, uh, like if I was to set this alone in an IPA category, I could see getting up like real close to an eight. Like this is like, if it's just, we're looking at just IPAs. I can't think of anything that beats this. Yeah, and I tried to compound a few variables, but yeah, no, that's, that's, it's one of the factors for sure. Yeah. Like this is, this is a killer IPA, man. Uh, as far as like a, uh, just overall beer category. Like I, I, I place my score is in all beers, right? Right. So in all beers, it's not something I'm going to drink all the time. So I have to, like, I have to place it for me, Accordingly. it's just a little bit below where I'd place like a wheat ale, like a strong wheat, you know, um, but it's still pretty good. And Not that we're going to rate it, but I actually have like, um, I have an IPA whole case for you to take home, by the way. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have a couple gifts for you, but nice. you know, I did go to Colorado and it was a fun trip and I have some gifts for you, but that's um, <laughs> beside the point. I actually have like nothing to do with that. <laughs> I have a case or two of stuff for you to take home that we're not going to review Sweet. just for you to try out soon as you make your way back this direction all right all right well i think that kind of wraps it up I, let's um let's see here do you have anything you want to add to either the game or the beer no i think we're good on the game and the beer we do want to make sure that 
if you couldn't give us a like rate review wherever you're listening to us here uh, on the monologues. You know, I want to add a little comment to that, too. So you have the Facebook page, the monologue, you know, the monologues and you have the Instagram at the monologues or whatever. You know, also message us, message us, guys. And we don't all answer any messages you got, uh, any comments, any sharing, anything. Just let me know. I have no problem responding to anything like that. So um, give us a shout out, whatever, whatever you need to do. Uh, get involved. We'd like to hear from you guys. And I may make a freak appearance. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> that would be rare. Yes, that you're not wrong. Freak would be the good <laughs> word. Freak appearance because it would be shell shocking to say the least. Yeah. Like apocalyptic shell shocking to say the least. <laughs> but that's fine. I mean, we both we we have our roles. We play them, sir. <laughs> you know, in the, in the great in the great words of uh, a Tyler. You know, it'd be like we yin and yang for sure. We do our we play our roles. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, do you have any thank yous you would like to throw out? I have some, but if you would like, if you have some, I'll let you go first. I actually wrote mine down. Um, I mean, the only thing I've got is just, uh, you know, a thank you for my wife, you know, like she's, she's, you know, supported me throughout all of this, like letting, <laughs> letting me to go out and spend not only the time doing all of this podcast recording, but like all of the equipment that I bought, uh, all of the stuff that I bought, the, like. I know that we we talk about the monster that sits underneath me, this uh, machine, the the computer uh, that I'm actually recording the my podcast on, the my end of the podcast on. But you know that was something that she allowed me to do so that I could be able to demo some of these games and stuff like that. That I could actually be able to push some of these the way I want to be able to do. So yeah, I mean she's been super supportive in that way. Um, no, thing. she deserves a good shout out for sure. I mean we both have kids. You have kids. I talk about mine. Maybe a little bit more. I think you're a little bit more um, safeguarded in your situation. But in all honesty, dude, Brandon needs a good shout out. She uh, she carries her weight for sure in that whole situation. And dude, you yeah. do have an awesome rig. There's no no complaints there. <laughs> um, yeah. And since, you know, the yin and yang situation with our dynamic, I would say that this, I do do like the, the marketing stuff and get out there and talk to people, but I get a lot of help. And we have an awesome group of friends, I would say. Like, I think that our little, cli- you know, click or whatever you want to call it. We do pretty good. So one of the big ones I've yet to shout out about or say anything about is Tim Benedict. He is awesome in every way. He's a security at a hospital and you know he he actually talks about our podcast. He listens to our podcast. He comments and talks to me about the podcast and has, you know, any kind of uh information or ideas, you know, he relays them to me. That dude, huge shout out. Thank you for all the support as a friend, as a listener. Uh, it goes a long way and it, it definitely helps. He shares our content that that's a huge thing. And I would also like to say that one of my sales reps actually kind of stepped up. So we you know you and I were supposed to go to this Ales West event in St. Joe. Again, not a huge town, 80,000 people, but the city councilman, Brian set up a Ales West and he had like 30 breweries come in, which we will Fisher company covered a lot of those because we have so many we distribute for, but, and they stepped up in a big way. But as the couple of years I've been doing this, like four years, I've been distributing in that town this was one of the best outcomes they've had so far and we sadly missed it but we had someone on our behalf a couple of people on our behalf stepping up for us which kevin vanway my sales rep stepped up and made sure he approached me and said hey didn't you say you had some stuff to pass out and i said yeah you know yes and i gave him the the remnants in my pocket i had been like sharing our graphic like our little sticker graphic you know and i probably only had like 20 or 30 in which i didn't really plan on him saying anything i didn't think he would he stepped up and said something on that Friday before and was like, hey, like, give me what you got. I'll make sure it gets out there. You know, there's gonna be lots of breweries, lots of people there. We'll get it out there so people can see it. And so that huge shout out to Kevin. And then uh, third and definitely one of the biggest helps, the Colorado trip. Quentin drove the entire 
time, which let me play my game. And they dealt with me wanting to see these breweries in Colorado. We went to Silverthorn uh, in that area. There's like Frisco and Silverthorn and, and Dylan. Uh, not super touristy, a little touristy, but they, you know, Quentin was a big help. And his group of friends do not do the kind of nerd stuff we do, but he still shares our content. He still uh, is more than willing to, you know, try to help out in any way possible, including driving all the way to and from Colorado. It's like 22 hours of driving he did for us <laughs> so I could play my game, you know, and get a review. So huge shout out to Quentin also, Quentin Hogan. And so that's my three for sure. And that does not mean that's the only ones. I've always made that clear. We will continue to do shout outs. I've had several people with support and help to try to get us out there. So, you know, big thank you. And I think that kind of wraps it up for me, sir. Thanks. So. Next time on the monologues, we have Call of the Sea uh, from Out of the Blue Games SL and a mixture of two beers. It's a, it's a local common drink we have going around called the Beach Bum. And so we're going to take half a glass of Kona Big Wave from Kona Brewing Co. and a Golden Road Brewing's Mango Cart. So you mix the Mango Cart, you mix the Kona Big Wave, and you get the Beach Bum. So we're going to take the Beach Bum and enjoy it while we uh, let you know how this Call of the Sea game went, which... As I can tell, this will be the game that really is new to us in every aspect. I I didn't read a whole lot about it, but it is a puzzle-solving mystery game, and that's about as much as I know about this game, and that's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Uh, So, you've never mixed two beers before? Like, you've never had a black and tan, man? No. The closest, if you want to say mixing beers, the closest I've had would be when you came down and we got retarded on the, uh, God, Irish car bombs. That's the closest thing I've had ever to mixing anything with a beer. All right. And I know you remember that. I was sick until about three o'clock the next day. Yeah. You should look up um, Boulevard actually has a mix. Uh, I think it's Kansas City Rain Cloud or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it's no. like a, Sir, I've one of their stouts and yeah, something. You can actually float one of their stouts or on top of uh, one of their uh, lighter. I mean, you can, sir, go ahead. Judge away. But no, that's as much as I like. Well, you need to look up and see if this is, you're floating the two beers together or you're actually mixing. No, it's it's a mix. It's a mix? It's a mix. Because the black and tan, you actually like float. You float one, you float the, uh, you float one on top of the other. Nope. This one is a pure mix and it makes the beach bum. And I do know that. So. All right. So if you like drinking. Or you like gaming. Join us next time on the monologues. 